Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Glenn at That's My Breath. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. 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 Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week we let you in on it. I'm Chels Pinky. I'm Glenn, also known as Bedstab Rats. And I'm Shadi at Black Girls Texting. Hey, y'all. This episode might actually be one of my favorites so far. We played a card game called Actually Curious Together. I am obsessed with this game and suggest you all get it and play with your loved ones. It made us talk about so many important topics like empathy, love, family, what we want in life. We had the pleasure of having Michael Tennant join the group chat this week. Michael is the founder and CEO of Curiosity Lab and the game that we played, Actually Curious. He's an award-winning media advertising and nonprofit veteran for companies like MTV, Vice, P&G, Coca-Cola, and so many more. Michael's obsessed with teaching people empathy and deepening conversations. Enjoy. On red or reply. So today we have um, the game that we always play. It's called Red or Reply. So Red or Reply is basically a game, in case you don't know, Michael. It's about when you receive a text, do you leave it on red? So you're not really messing with it. Or do you reply? You're here for it. So on red, thumbs down, reply, thumbs up. Okay? So we're all going to play. Teaching empathy on red or reply. Mm. This is a tricky one, man. I feel like I'm just going to dive in. I'm going to reply. Look, I think that all um, efforts made to teach quote unquote empathy are important. Like as a school teacher, I think about the types of lessons that we do with our kids and we're reading stories about characters and we're asking questions to try to get the kids into the mind of that character. But some people like just don't feel it. Like just can't, it's like an internal feeling that I don't know if you can always teach. Maybe you can Hmm. try to understand where someone's coming from, but empathy has to mean that like you can feel the emotion it's more like I can understand why they would be upset about that, but does it do you feel it in your soul? I don't know. That makes sense. I am going to leave this on red. Um, and that's because I think that it's empathy is super relative. And I have struggles with like conversations in society around like morality, which I then equate to empathy because I feel like when you establish something as a moral, you then like question someone's empathy relative to like, oh, well, you shouldn't do that. And I'm like, who said that? Like, we're literally animals and everything that we've learned is like someone else's decision as to like why you should be nice or why you should care for others so I feel like it's super relative and then you get into these fucking conversations where people think you're an asshole because you're not a quote-unquote empath and it's just like who made that up but what if somebody like she's a Leo so she only thinks about herself (laughs) (laughs) 
But can I just quickly jump in here before we have the empathy? I'm going to call you the empathy expert. expert. The empathy expert. Um, But I was, you know, in preparation for the episode, I was reading some articles and I was on Psychology Today. And they were basically saying that empathy is a learned behavior, but everyone has the capacity for it. So like this made me think about, and then it like went into detail about how usually your mom is the one that teaches you empathy, which I found interesting. But anyways, um, I think about like conversations that are really like popular right now. So like racism, um, police brutality, um, the climate that's happening right now, and kind of like the lack of empathy. And I'm always like, how does that work? Because like I get being you know, say you're white and you've never experienced racism, right? But like a man can empathize with a woman who experiences like sexual assault or like I can empathize with someone who's a part of the LGBT community who at one point couldn't marry their loved ones, you know? But does, I know the empathy expert we're going to wait where we're ready for you. But I just wonder if sometimes those things are informed by your experiences. So do you find that you can feel that you can empathize with another member of a minority group or something because you're also a member of one? I don't know. I mean, yeah. that empathy? Slash, but I think the point of my rant, um, I've been drinking some tequila, but the point yeah. of my rant is that it was taught to me and like, we just need to teach the young people. So like these old, I don't know, antiquated ideas can just go away. I know that's idealistic. Anyways, Michael, what do you think? Should we teach empathy? You guys touched on this from so many angles. I'm not sure where where to start. I mean, I definitely would say, reply is that right that means i'm gonna reply i'm not gonna and by the way i'm not admitting to ever having left something on red oh would you know um, that's that's not empathetic you don't think it's empathetic to to try to read right away no it is it's unempathetic to leave people on red that's pretty mean 100 percent. 100 percent. all right do you have read receipts on your phone all of you? I do. I can't, because then I have to respond. Yeah, I do not. That's gotten me in trouble with... Mm-mm. I love people yeah. people have read receipts on, though. I like to know I've been... You received it. I feel like it's, so, a, it's a nice thing to do. I think once I started diving deeper into empathy, that's when I turned on the read receipts. And it's partially because I started to realize how it felt to see read receipts and the people who have read receipts on and how I felt about them and how they responded. And there was just this really high feeling of trust that I had. And I was like, I I want people to have that when they respond, uh, when they receive messages from me. There's also like a accountability aspect around um, just sort of wanting to be the type of communicator that I want to be. So um, I'm pretty direct. Um, I think that's, that's uh, one of, as far as me being in this empathy world, like a gift that I have. I actually, I feel like I grew up in a household that, that, you know, in terms of my understanding of empathy now, wasn't necessarily the most empathetic household. It was a very direct Jamaican household, you know, um, but 
Yeah, I mean, I think what I've learned through going deeper and just having empathy for myself is um, just how much, like, how how much, how 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 much uh, like defense mechanisms I I've had uh, through my upbringing, growing up in Bed Stuy in the eighties and nineties, being like the youngest of four boys, like going to private school and having to like uh, sort of like run my way home and, 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 and just, um, yeah, I mean, I think empathy, I've never been called an empathy expert, by the way. I think you guys have me so gassed that I don't even, I don't you even are. know uh, I played. exactly where, where, where to go. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess what I found is it's been a journey that's been so super important for me and I can't, it's not, you know, I think everyone has to go on their, their own journey with, with empathy. I do believe that wherever you start off at, uh, you can actually improve, you can deepen. Some people, um, you know, are, I guess, like, quote unquote, empaths. Um, but it's like a practice. I mean, at this point, I sort of really, I've dissected the types of empathy. So there's cognitive empathy, which is aiming to understand on an intellectual level how someone might be feeling or what they've described. And then there's somatic or emotional empathy, which is being able to literally feel, feel, literally feel what someone else is feeling. Um, the third is a hybrid. I can't remember the scientific term, but essentially like the first two, I guess where you, you aim to be is in, in this hybrid because when you can only sort of intellectualize um, that doesn't mean like oftentimes like your intellectual understanding of someone's feelings can be really grounded in your bias. That could be grounded in how you're educated. Um, on the flip side to be, uh, you know, super deep into, uh, like somatic empathy, which, you know, actually at, at this point, I'm almost like, I need to dial back. I've gone so, so deep into like trying to feel what other people are feeling. You know, you can kind of lose yourself when you shouldn't. You know, you'd be in a professional work situation, just really feeling on a deep level what's going on with with individuals, with the group. Um, and that I can that can take a hold of you. So being too much in that direction doesn't doesn't really help either. But, you know, what what I've found that I would I would offer to anyone who's kind of curious, who's empathy curious, is that um it really gives you like a different language when you really start to get, get into it. When you start to like sense uh, on a, just like an emotional level, what might be going on with individuals or with the group, it gives you like a, a different plane of communication in the room. Um, oftentimes what people are saying or what they're presenting is actually not what they feel or mean. Um, but if you're not in tune with, with, different uh with the essentially the somatic form of empathy then then you'll miss that um oh the amount of times i've been there what do you mean like i struggle in the like emotional relation of empathy and so i am often in situations where i think people get very frustrated with me because i see things kind of black and white at times. And so I think when you aren't able to like turn on that, that button, it's like, what, what's the problem? 
And the person's looking at you like, you're a demon. Do you think, Shade, this was because you weren't taught empathy or do you think it's like something natural? Um, I don't know, actually. My sisters and I always talk about this. They're like, our mom made us so intense, like very uh, like strong, independent or whatever. And I don't, I think you can be strong, independent and be an empath, but I think the way it translated was maybe lacking some of the, what is it? Somatic. Somatic empathy. Yeah. Do you, do you express your own emotions? No. (laughs) We can get into it. I'm an open book. I actually just got into a fight with someone about this. So I'm like ready to dig deep. A fight about what? About my lack of emotional expression. Oh, okay. So, so um, a thing that you learn when you, when you dive deeper into empathy is quite often, okay, quick lesson. So there's like five core emotions. Hopefully I'll get them. And apparently there's a, there's like a Disney show movie that I haven't seen that, that teaches you this. Oh yeah. About um, emotions. So they are, and and there are different schools of thought around this, but I'm just going to, I'm going to give my like corner, uh, my like sidewalk version of this, but it's um, joy, fear, sadness, anger, and shame. Yeah, I believe those are the five. And so oftentimes, oftentimes there are emotions that we as a culture feel um, more uh, acceptable to, to exhibit obviously like joy joy um anger is often like a show of like strength or, or defensiveness or 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 just like a show of strength um sadness we can't really control but oftentimes fear is one that we we mask and and oftentimes anger corresponds with fear so people, someone might actually be feeling fear but they show anger same with shame uh, they are feeling shame, but they, they present anger or someone who, who is not comfortable with anger. They might actually feel fear and then like project joy and exuberance or, or mm-hmm. feel shame and project exuberance. So I just think, um, basically my challenge is when you, you're ready to dig in, you use those words, is that out of a place of genuine, what, what emotion do you think that's coming from? phrase probably because people keep giving you criticism Mm. no i don't i don't think so i mean we can dig into it as we like get into the game because i think that'll unpack a lot but i think for me um it's so relative right um and i think my number one challenge is like I don't like confrontation. It's funny because I can be confrontational, but I actually don't like confrontation. And so I like to just steer on like the joy side of things. I like to stay in that lane. When we start getting in all that other stuff, I'm like, no, thank you. (laughs) Not going over there. (laughs) Staying away from that. Well, we're going to dig into it, but I have, I want to just do one more red or reply. And it is red or reply critiquing celebs I can just jump in and say why I even thought of putting this I I was thinking of a Kanye or like um someone like that who is super popular but 
may or may not have like something happening and like a lots of thoughts and, you know, and like they're in the public eye and they're getting critiqued. So it just made me think of that in terms of empathy. Ah, I see. I see. So I feel like people were coming for Kanye and there are lots of different arguments around like what that recent episode we saw was about. Some people were like, that's because he married a white woman. He made that choice. He should have never got involved with that family, you know, and that's the kind of thing with the empathy thing, right? It's like, okay, well, he did do that. He is in that family and clearly it's taken a toll on him. Uh, in addition to hella other things, being in the public eye, losing his mother, like hella shit. It's just quite clear to me that the man is sick. And So you're leaving it on red. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Critiquing celebs or critiquing Kanye? Uh, um, I don't know these people to be critiquing them from the outside, to be honest. I don't know them. Unless they do something fucking blasphemous and it's right there. It's like Jeffrey Epstein. I shit. mean, people would say <laughs> that what Kanye did was blasphemous. Well, yeah, he talked what? about Harriet. <sighs> uh, yes, it is. But like, he seems... He seems like a person that was literally having a manic episode that just be fucking talking. And it is, maybe the, the wrong word is critique, right? Because he's on a public platform. So he's saying very damaging things in a public space. But like, we have to know that we can't, I don't know, that's tricky. Like, we can't take that seriously. Like, is he in his right mind to be expected to say things that make sense? I feel like... Yeah. On text, I would definitely leave this red, but verbally, I have to reply. I don't know why I have empathy for for Kanye. I think I think he's a genius, and I think that he sees the world on a different plane. And sometimes, genius can like trip off into some weird place. Your block is hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sounds of yeah. the city. But um. Honestly, I can't even tell. So I don't track the details enough. Like when you said about Harriet, I'm like, Harriet, the spy? <laughs> no. Um, but, um, Wait, you I'm didn't kidding. hear what he I'm said about Harriet? Mm-hmm. Oh, let me yeah. inform you. He said, I want to find the direct quote, but he said... Um, I, I think I remember it exactly. He was okay, like, so. Harriet didn't free the slaves. What she actually did was free them so they, that they could go work for other white people. Mm-hmm. He said that. Thanks for this the intonations. <laughs> this woman who risked her life, what was it, over 20 times to go back and get more slaves free? He said that? Mm. We can't even fathom I... what slavery was like. How Bruh, dare you? This is the thing, though. I don't want to sound blasphemous, mm. but I think what he was trying to say is that we still live in a world where we are under like white supremacy it just was so, so poorly phrased and didn't need to use harriet tubman as the vehicle yeah. at all that is was nonsensical but that's because he just like goes on these crazy ass rants and he just is like i think <clears> his brain moves faster than his mouth he's literally on like seven different tracks at the same time i don't know i want to go on record that i'm not defending that statement or any <laughs> Or no, any yes. of them Fair at enough. all, Fair but at the same time, I'm I, I'm holding out hope that like this is a part of some some kind of 
something genius. But I agree with Glenn in that, like, I'm going to leave critiquing celebs on publicly critiquing celebs on red. I will drag celebs in my private group chat with my friends, but I would not like get on a platform and like, mm, actually some people I openly drag, but whatever, they're draggable. Um, but like certain, certain subjects I just will leave alone because I just feel like it's kind of unfair. Like, yeah, they're in the limelight, blah, blah, blah. But I think there's still people and people get so crazy. Like, you don't know these people. Like, they start, like, trying to analyze everything. Like, well, it's because when he put out college dropout, da, 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 da. and it's like, you literally have no idea what was going on with this person at all. That's insane. Like, it's- Yeah, I like talking about it in a sort of way where we can try to dissect, try to talk about it in a nuanced way, though, versus just being like, he ain't shit. Yeah, I think think critiquing celebs, I'm leaving it half on red, half replying, because um, I do think when you're critical of people, it pushes them to grow. Like when you just like go along with all the bullshit that they do, then they're just going to keep feeding you bullshit. I'm not saying this is the case necessarily with Kanye, who may or may not have like psychological things that he's dealing with. But I'm saying like, usually you can push people to grow and like, that's a good thing. So I think you critique with love, especially when it comes to, for me personally, black people and Mm -hmm. black women. I have one actually, now that you say that. Um, So Michael, I'm sure you are aware, in case you were not, Black is King came out by Beyonce um, and while it was like a beautiful piece of artwork, I would say um, there have been a lot of critiques going out about her appropriation that Disney Plus is not available in Africa, that she's a light-skinned woman. Like, and I wonder, like, where do we draw the line and critiquing and kind of how that relates to empathy, right? Because I feel like people are always trying to make a point, but like that's why I think it's so relative to like the person's perspective and there can't just be like one blatant definition because like my first thing to go to, like somebody posted like, doesn't this freak y'all out when there's a scene of Beyonce, like surrounded by all these African men, like this light skinned woman surrounded by all these black men. And I was like, no, that doesn't freak me out. Like, what do you mean? But some people feel a way about that. And like, you're scrunching up your face, Chelsea, but like, that's their perspective. Way to call me out. <laughs> it's an interesting point though. Like, and I think I mentioned this earlier, like your, your level of empathy with people is based upon like your personal experiences. Like, trust me, I definitely have a lot of critiques for a lot of things. Some this, you know, some of these creative projects that Beyonce does. It is, it's worth, it's worth uh, conversation. It's worth discussing. But I, and my, the, my empathetic lens towards it is like, is this a black woman who was coming into her own understanding of the power of her blackness and is reaching back to try to understand her roots and all this kind of shit, which I'm on a similar journey. So I'm not there to, I, what can I say? And I think that that's the point of that project was the journey of that as black people. Oh, Glenn, so that you was think. so beautiful. Mm. Michael, I see you want empathy yeah. expert. Uh, I've got a lot of love for what, what, you know, Glenn just, just had to say. And, and, Honestly, I mean, there's she's putting on so many artists right now with 
this project with the ancillary projects around it. Um, I know a designer uh, whose like clothes are just like getting featured so heavily within within her work. Um, I'm one of the like companies that were featured on her Black Parade list on her website, and um, the way she's using her platform right now to propel and propel individuals, but also propel narrative. Um, you know, I feel the discussion around colorism in the black community is one that really hasn't, hasn't had much mainstream discussion. It's not being of Jamaican origin. You know, I actually, um, it's, it's a post-colonial island, pretty much the British colonial, uh, islands and, and, and countries all have, you know, these remnants of, of, uh, colonial reign and colorism is one of them and, and and we have it here in a major way and i don't think it's really it's really covered and i didn't really know that that debate was happening but in, in some regards i'm sort of uh happy to know that um it's bringing something on a a global scale that you know in this in the movement i've been actually pleasantly surprised seeing uh light-skinned black women talk about their own privilege within within social media and kind of to big that up and I, I personally am often thinking about my own privilege as you know um coming up in a, in a dual family household uh both my parents working and and uh just like where where my privilege lies so yeah I mean I think I'm just grateful that we're in a place where where people feel feel call to to speak out and speak up on nuances like that um yeah queen b yeah black is king <laughs> well said well, very well said okay so i could keep going with this conversation as you all know i you know colorism that's an important topic but i would love for us to get into your game <laughs> all right y'all it's time for the group chat so, do you have it or do, am I supposed to have it? I mean, I can, I can do it or we can do it. I think this deck um, is, is, this is a bit of a deeper deck, right? The, the 100%. Yeah. So they're the two decks, the happy hour edition, and you're holding the original, the OG original the curiosity happy. edition, which gets more into the deep conversations like the ones we're having right now. So if we so, play around, yeah. where do you, which one do you think we should start with if you were to be our okay. game master? So you want me to just kind of dive us in? Okay, let's yeah. remix this. Let's yeah. remix this. So, um, but as you're shuffling and, and getting the cards ready, uh, is actually curious, um, is it meant for like, because I saw some interesting things uh, that you can use it as kind of like a journal prompt? Yeah, 100%. So... We made the game, the original game, as a tool to help fight divisiveness in this country. Um, like you so keenly noted, um, it's a bit deeper. There are four colors, um, blue, green, yellow, and pink. Blue is the lightest, 
And the way the game works is you start off at the lightest level and you do one from each color before you move up. So you have to do a blue before you unlock green. You have to do a yellow before you unlock pink. Um, and the reason why that is, is so that you're building trust together as a group. Um, but when we rolled out with this game and really, you know, it hit in New York, LA, Miami, like progressive cities, like places where, um, where people are, you know, comfortable getting into topics like this. Um, but we wanted to create something that taught everyone the tools of opening, um, creating safe space, being vulnerable and sharing and strengthening those empathy muscles. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, you know, our, our, so we created the happy hour edition and basically that's, that's one level lighter. I think we should start off there just so the audience can see the range and also okay. like we can, we can kind of come back off of colorism and then work our way back up. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking, let's see. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've been playing this a lot, by the way, Michael. See, and the interesting thing about Shadi saying she's so excited, I feel like she acts like she doesn't fucks with empathy, but she's actually mad, just soft. She's such a sweetie. No, I am. I just don't, I don't like... You just hide it. I don't get why, though. I don't like that it's like a... It's like a thing. I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. It It is. It makes you more lovable. It makes you, like, more... It's it's a good thing, Shadi. No, but yeah, I don't mean it in that way. I mean like the conversation around it. Yeah. I feel like people have a certain definition of it, and like I personally don't feel as though I fit into the cookie cutter definition. And I've sp- spent a lot of my life trying to work into what I think is other people's definition of being like an empath, which I say, aka, a good person. And that shit is a lot, man. I'm like, damn. What if if we change the definition today? I'm almost like, I'm going to angle this game towards you, Sade, actually. So I'm going to start. Oh my God, her Leo dreams are all coming true. My birthday is coming up. (laughs) (laughs) That was your your move the whole time. I just fell right into it. Oh, man. A plan. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Good. All right. So we're going to change the definition and we're not going to say that empath because empath does not actually mean good. I actually, I'm, I'm working on this workshop and, and like empathy with bad intentions equals bad because people like mm. say, this is like really bad example, but like Adolf Hitler, who was able to basically through persuasion, through understanding how to motivate people, understanding of people was able to do some pretty heinous things. And like, I think if we were to like do an empathy test, like he, he actually contrary to the, to the horrible things that came out probably is pretty high on the, on the empathy spectrum. So Mm. I guess basically I love that you asked Chelsea about how this game is played as a journaling prompt because I don't actually like you know we're a small team so we we're right now we're just like okay what's the easiest way to explain it to people it's a game that you can use in parties it's a game that you can use to get closer to your friends and your family it's a game that you can use in work scenarios those have been the easiest ones but the journaling prompt that's the move that's how I use it mostly and um so what I'm gonna do is is do the game in a way I don't know how many cards we're gonna get into but this is the way I would suggest like if you're at home and you're trying to you're trying to like strengthen your empathy skills on hyperdrive, this would be the move. Okay. So this is how we're going to do it. We're going to start off at the happy hour edition. 
I'm going to shuffle it. I'm going to pull the question and I'm going to read it. Before we answer the question, we're going to do a round of physical and emotional check-in. I will model it. But essentially what we're going to do before we answer the question is we're just going to take a quick turn explaining how it makes us feel. And if we can call to some sensation in our body or place that feels a little bit more heightened, speak about that as well as you're talking about the fume. Um, cool. That makes I sense. I love it. Yes. This is and then so afterwards we can answer it too. So we probably won't get through a ton, but this would be, this is like an awesome way to basically learn empathy by focusing inward and focusing on isolation from, from you, like using your logical brain to answer the question and slowing it way down and starting with how does it make you feel? And then also slowing that down and separating it into physical because anything you feel actually most likely has a, has a physical, everything you feel emotionally has a physical response to oftentimes. And then, uh, and then like the emotional. So, all right, that's enough explanation. I'm bang on sometimes. I'm sorry. All right. Ready? I hope it's a good one. Yeah. You get to relive high school or college. Which do you choose and why? And for me, I feel, I feel remnants of like heat throughout my body. Cause I think I'm, I'm nervous a little bit, even though, yeah, I'm a little bit. So, but, um, I felt like a quick, like feeling up the back of my, my head, like, like my spine into like my brain and emotionally, I feel, I feel prepared. <laughs> I've seen these questions a lot. <laughs> all right who's up who's up go, I? sure i'll go oh one um, one last thing take one deep breath okay and then say it and the question is you get to relive high school or college which do you choose and why okay um physically like heart flutter um and um emotionally excited because those were like the best times of my life both instances yeah i also felt so the first time you asked it i felt joy and i smiled immediately um and i think i also felt confident about it too because i was like oh i can answer this i know exactly like what i would say but then when you actually just reread it i got a sense when i, I started to think about how I, how i knew i would answer the question and then i kind of started to imagine myself in the space that I chose, and then it, I got anxious. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Glenn. Okay, when I first heard it, I got, like, excited. And then um, as everyone went around, then I actually started thinking about it. And then I started feeling, like, uh, kind of, like, shame, if that makes mm, Yeah, maybe that's the correct emotion. <laughs> Because, like, you're supposed to feel a certain way about those times. And I don't know if I feel the same way that I'm supposed to feel. Mm. Oh, my God. I can't wait to... Do you want to give your answer, too? Answer. And just want to loop it back? Yeah. Oh, so it starts with me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Someone now has a little pressure. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. Of course, those times. What was the question again? <laughs> it was. It is. You get to relive high school or college. Which do you choose and why? I mean, I guess if I had to choose one, I would choose high school because then I think a lot of things would just, I would get to redo more. If that makes sense. Cause I start earlier to start changing stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know if boarding school was good for me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so um, there's, I think there's like a similar question like this in this game. That's just about like a moment you would redo or something. Maybe I'm not sure, but I always think about moments that I would redo. And I always say college because I feel like I took the time for granted. And then like later I went to Howard and later in life, I, I was like, ah, oh, shit. Like I was at this amazing place. And, um, I spent so much time just like hating it, wanting to move back to New York, being hella antisocial until like junior year. And then I was like, oh shit. And then it was like kind of too late. And I wrote <laughs> off so many people and all this stuff. But I also spent so much time like being deeply uncomfortable there and just feeling very just out of place a lot of times. So I think that that was where the anxiety came from because knowing what I know now, I think I could go back and embrace it a lot more the experience a lot more openly but it would still be like very difficult and uncomfortable but I also think that that and maybe this is not the same for you all but I was going through like a lot of like growing pains at the time like that age is just like fucking uncomfortable like everything just feels awkward you just don't know who you are it's like uh, you're comparing yourself to other people um this whole thing about me being out of HBCU but being from New York so like being in these different types of blackness was also like very like different for me. Um, but, and the, the other thing that I think I thought about too with this discomfort was that like knowing that I could, could go back, redo it. And if I did it differently, what my life would look like if that would like change my life. And then that also was like very scary to imagine. Mm -hmm. Cause maybe what if I would have done quote unquote, more things correctly or if I would have made different choices. I don't know. Can I ask a question to the game master? Yes, you may. Okay. So my understanding of this question was redoing, but not like changing your life. Changing. Just like doing oh, it again. Interesting. That's interesting, Shade. So I, you know, I don't interpret questions, but, um, <laughs> but, but, the, but the word does say relive. It says relive. So I think like, honestly, relive. yeah, oh, you, you can, can relive can high school or college. But so, if you relived, if you got to relive, if I threw you back in high school and college, would you do the exact same thing or would you? Well, my understanding was like, I'm, I'm basically doing it. Oh, you experience the same the thing. Same thing oh, the girl, same thing. Oh, girl, I'm going back to high school. <laughs> what? <laughs> I want to go to high school. Where where did you go to high school? I went to the Beacon School, at Upper West Side, and I was just being uh, trash class cutter. <laughs> um, well, because this this would influence my answer. If it was just like a pure redo, girl, just answer college. Follow, follow your emotions and answer the damn question. Yeah, my <laughs> pure redo would be college, but 
relive, but if it's like a redo and I am who I am now, like my school was literally like a white supremacy school. So I probably <laughs> would not choose to do that again. Um, Same. But um, I think I like love college. Like I loved going to class. I loved my courses. I loved what I was studying. I loved my time abroad. I loved, like I was immediately thinking of like, yeah, the party aspect, but like the curricular and that was so much fun. And I would just love to like lean into that again. Um, and I think it's like a desire in me that like wants to like learn and kind of like flex that muscle in a way that it doesn't feel like so pressured. Cause right now, like if you go back to school, you also think about like money and work and like that feels like such a relaxing time of just like exploring yourself and your identity. And just like, that's why it just makes me think of like fun times, like literally living in like a bliss. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose college, but not being aware that um, Tucker Carlson, I want to say is his name. That man went to Trinity College. Oh God, I can't Hello. stand him. Well, NASCAR in the house. HBC. Where'd you go? Fine, out, 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 uh, outnumbered. I went to. Oh my God! Hamilton Ham Tech. Hamilton Ooh, College. We're NASCAR heavy in here. <laughs> the hat handy. Not, it's like not Hampton. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. It's like Ham. I know that. I know a Ham. The real HU. They. No. I would come back what? home. I'd come back home. I'd be like, Yeah, I go to Hamilton. They'd be like, Hampton. Hampton? I'm like. Hamilton. <laughs> he went to Hampton. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, next question. Unless you want to answer it, Michael. I can, well, uh, you know what? I'm just going to be judge for this one. I'm going to okay. award my answer to, uh, and then this person gets to select the next color. So it's either we go up to blue or we go down. And I don't remember all the answers because I was actually paying attention <laughs> to something different. I was like, looking at like body language. I was looking at if I was looking at Glenn and Shade drinking a little, a little bit more since we started playing this game. Um, so I was just like picking up on some other clues, which by the way is a clue on the empathy is like, maybe sometimes you throw out the question, but you're paying attention to, to something else other than, or both. You should both the answer and what's going on physically. Oh, interesting. So even if you kind of, I'm not going to say you zoned out, but you zone in, <laughs> on another thing Level, another that plan. still counts. That's a way of listening. It's a type of listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say if you want like A plus, you guys seem like A plus scholars, you probably want to like kind of tune into both. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, baby steps. Okay, so I'm going to award it to Glenn on the follow-up question. I liked your I liked your answer too a lot. Thank a you. lot. A lot, a lot. I liked all of your answers. I, I, I liked all of your answers. <laughs> <laughs> but energetically, um, I felt like awarding it to you, Glenn. Okay. Glenn, are we going deeper? Next color up. Um, deeper, deeper. 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 Okay, deeper, deeper. deeper. Fine. Deeper. Okay. Pause. Same, same, Pause. same rules. Same rules. Okay. <laughs> I haven't said that in years. <laughs> um, no, we Brooklyn kids. Man, all my friends moved to LA that would say that. Okay, all right. So the question is, name three things you're grateful for and why. So Glenn won, so she has to start. 
that true? Okay. Yes. yes. Oh shit. Okay, you did say that. It's it's not an official rule, but I like it for right now. <laughs> Me too. So we're starting that was, that was bold, Capricorn. <laughs> exactly. Now you see it. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I just took it as fact. Um, we're talking about how, how it makes us feel first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, physical let's reaction physical. and then emotional. You guys like that? You like that exercise? I love that. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay. No, okay. but then I have to answer again first. I don't like that. No, Glenn's <laughs> answering. Go second, go oh, second. Oh, you're go answering second. the whole thing. Okay, go. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing feeling. No, 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 feeling, feeling first. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, just feeling. Just feeling. Um, That made me so emo. I don't Aww. even know how to just, it's just so like, uh... That's how it made me feel. What's your physical reaction? Um, I mean, so I'll describe what my body did. I just like exhaled and hunched over and made a sad face, like pursed out my bottom lip. Like it just was like very emo to me. Okay, Shade. Um, physical reaction was like a tight smile, like kind of awkward, but like a like. Like, I'm excited, but also like, oh, God. Um, But I think my emotional reaction was, yeah, it was like, this is kind of intense. This is an intense thought. And it's only level blue. Sorry. (laughs) I know, right? right? Relating to Glenn in terms of like it being emo. And I think sometimes getting emo gives me like a reverse reaction of like, Okay. Mm-hmm. I also like to just describe my emotions with like sound effects because I lack words. That's a, that's um, a good move. That's a good move. <laughs> um, it made me feel, uh, I smiled and then I felt like a mixture of joy and guilt. Okay. I'll go. And that means I have to answer first. So see, I got your back. Um, I got hot again. And I think it's because like these, all these questions are kind of like my, my, like my baby. And I'm doing this with you guys for like the first time. So every time I do it, I'm always sort of like, I pull the question and my immediate reaction is, do they approve? (laughs) Um, we approve. (laughs) Um, and then I was like literally projectile squirt from my arm just now. Um, but <laughs> all right, my answer, name three things you're grateful for and why. Well, I, I do want to say overall though, I love I love this question. And um whenever I'm feeling uh uncertain, it's a it's the type of question that just is stored in my mind now, uh, to remind myself of like, hey, like okay, these three things are blowing up, but like these five things, but right now only three things. Three things I'm grateful for and why. I'm grateful for the uh, platform that I'm getting here and in other places as well. Um, this is like such a culmination of like intuition and uh, passion and research and knowledge and love and hurt that um, that I just feel really grateful that that it's now getting the attention that I knew it deserved. Um, I feel grateful that my family is starting to uh, 
feel, feeling like we're like we're settling out like the consecutive traumas that we experienced through 2019 and now are like we've got a good clearing and we're more resilient and we're gonna make it and it's gonna be all right and i am and third i'm grateful that i get to be a leader um or try to be i'm grateful that i get to wake up every day and try to be a better leader god damn yeah i love that wow mm. chelsea uh chelsea pinky i'm gotta bleep that out how many people know my damn government name girl <laughs> um I am grateful for my overall peace right now. And like I said, I was guilty because I know that like a lot of people don't have that right now, like especially given the world, right? Um, So I'm grateful for that. I am grateful that my mom is healthy. Um... And I'm grateful that I'm still young and I still have a lot of time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I am grateful for waking up every day. Um, That's something I think about very often. Um, And I think it makes life and living... um, a great experience because you get to you get to do it um <laughs> kind of dark but true um I'm grateful for my family um and their health but also their knowledge um that they like bestow upon me on a daily basis and being able to call them in moments of um joy sadness when I need things like having that relationship and they're readily available I know that someone's going to pick up the phone. Um, and I'm grateful for community. Um, right now, it's weird because, like, we can't really, like, necessarily be around people. But still, like, those instances of, like, creating connections and, like, having your people and whatever that may look like. Um, I'm, I'm super grateful for that. That feels really, really good. So, yeah. Beautiful. Wow. This is really cool. I want to say first, I love this question because I was thinking about it. I think when I first heard it, I was like, oh, I know like how I would answer this if somebody asked me this before or whatever. But like, it's interesting because it could always change. Like there's like so many things you could continuously ask yourself this question. And, um, but I think whenever I answer it, it would always be family and that my family is alive and healthy. Um, and I think a part of my like physical reaction of feeling like emo was like, I, it's, it's like very scary and sad. Some of the things that I'm grateful for, because I feel like they could like go away or Mm. something, I could lose them. So I'm like literally always terrified that my parents are going to die. Like I think about it like every day. It's really fucking crazy. Yeah. Don't make your fucking eyes big like that. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just like, oh my God. (laughs) It's, It's definitely like a very, um, what's the word? 
on edge way to live. Like I'm literally just like fucking scared all the time. Hence my eyeballs. Yeah, I'm like some something bad's about to happen. Something bad's about to happen. It's crazy. But I am grateful that they are fucking here. Um I am grateful for I guess I'm in this whole thing now thinking about going back to school as a teacher and thinking about my kids and like I'm supposed to meet up with two of my kids in the park this week and it, which is like so fucking cute to me and like fills my heart and I feel like really grateful for them that like I could be valued like do be important to someone mm-hmm. so small um and like I fucking hate this answer, but I feel called to give it. I feel, I mean, I was going to say, I feel ungrateful. (laughs) I feel grateful for being so fucking uncomfortable right now in like many stages of my life. Um, But I feel like it's for a reason. So I feel grateful that like, it's just signs that something is on the precipice. Like I'm not this uncomfortable for no reason. Um. And I'm going to give this one to, mm. I'm going to give it to Sade. I really love the way you opened us off thinking about every day we wake up is a blessing. Thanks, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Michael just virtually passed me the card. Okay. (laughs) Are we going deeper, Sade? Always. Ayo. Um, I love this. I love when you can like have these kinds of conversations and get all like intellectual and shit with your friends, but you can still be a bird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I have to turn this one upside down. Okay. The question is, what are you willing to fight for and why? Now, okay, let's, okay, as a group, we can vote. Do we stick with the with the emotion on this one? This is a big one, right? All right, emotion. What are you willing to fight for and why? And winner, you go first. My immediate emotional reaction was like a like charge, like, ah. Like, I'll get in the ring. But like, literally, like, that's how I felt, like, emotional, like, like sorry, like, physically. Um, and I guess that's tied to my emotion, like, um... I immediately got a sense of like um, almost like ownership over something or someone um, that I wanted to like protect. So I think that's why I, I went into like fight mode. That's so funny. Oh, is it me? I'll go next. I'll go next. <laughs> I um, I felt cool, not really sweating anymore. Um, and actually I have a little twitch in my eye because I have no, I've answered this question so many times. I have no clue how I'm going to answer it differently this time. So that's making my eye twitch a little bit. That's it. Chelsea, you want to go or I can go? You can go. Okay. Um... Sorry, I just got so distracted because it just started to pour down raining and I started to think about how I have um, lawn chairs outside getting wet. (laughs) So part of my emotional response. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, I think that just 
my reaction was hearing that question was like, damn, what a fucking question. It's like how it made me feel. I was like, <laughs> That's just like what it was. Even like the, your, the way you imagine your body would move when you say shit. That's what I did. <laughs> Physically and in my voice, in my mind. <laughs> um, mine was probably just like, like, wow, that's a real question. Especially like given what's happening right now. Like, what are you willing to fight for? So I don't know. I don't know if I've ever asked myself that question, like in a serious way. Well, you're going to have to answer it now. <laughs> First? Okay. Um, I think... I think I... I mean, this is so cliche, but like the younger generation of Black people. <laughs> like, I think about my nieces and like even kids that n- might not be related to me. Um, I mean, I feel like that's the only thing I have to fight for right now. That makes all the sense. All the sense. Um, was it me? Glenn, right? Yeah. I'm so confused. Okay. <laughs> um, damn. I don't, I don't, I don't know. All right, Shadi, help her out. Uh, I'm just going to say the first thing that's popping into my brain, which is that, like, I've talked about this on the show before, but I'm, like, obsessed with, um, like, my Ancestry.com investigations and shit like that. And I'm, like, willing to fight for uncovering truths, uncovering stories, if that makes sense. In in terms of, like, I'm, I'm... Willing to like do the work, yeah. Michael. Well, first of all, the rain reached you before it reached me. That's that's quite interesting. It's just, yeah, it's oh. not raining here either. Oh really? Oh, it's coming down over here, girl. Oh no! Oh, it, it just is? it just started. It just, it just started. started. Yeah. It's just like anyway. I mean, we're not that far away. You're in Bedside, right? I'm in the mm-hmm. East Village, so. Um, okay. That's how that happened. So. What am I willing to fight for? You know, honestly, I really, I really feels how you both struggled a little bit with this question because I'm kind of struggling with it too. Um, but I think it's because it's because on one hand, like the thing that I'm like dogmatically preaching all the time is letting go. So so I'm often trying to like not sweat the small stuff anymore. And the things that I fight for end up being on like a very like esoteric philosophical level to a point where I'm not like, I'm not, I have, I feel shame that I don't actively um, donate my time or money that I don't have um, to, to specific causes. Like I can't say like, Oh, I'm, I'm super active in this cause and I have shame around that. Um, but I think the thing that I'm fighting for, which, you know, I guess it's probably cliche at this point is, is empathy and compassion and people kind of, um, strengthening their ability to, 
see their own biases and how those show up in how they treat other people or assess situations. Um, so this is interesting because again, I interpreted this very differently or maybe just my brain works differently, whatever. Um, but I think the reason that I was like, I, I thought like fighter mode, like aggressive is, um, I thought of like what I want to defend in a way. And that's what I took like fighting for us. Um, and for me, that's like my family and friends. Like I, um, I take, I take loyalty pretty seriously in the sense of like, nobody's fucking with my friends or nobody's fucking with my family. So like if somebody, if somebody is like coming for my friends or coming for my loved ones, like I'm coming for you. So that's what I immediately <laughs> went to. Um, and I think that's, that kind of translates like, as I, I luckily got to go last, so I got to like sit on it and like, dissect what that means for me it's just like I want um everyone to like feel really good like I don't want people to feel like if someone's like coming for you then you may feel like sad or down or like impacted and like I always want people to feel good so I think that's like maybe that's what I'm fighting for if I like had to like round it all up like just for people to like feel feel good and feel happy and not feel like they're in like a struggle or combating something in a way. You want to fight for joy? So do you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, do you know who you want to award the card to? I actually wanted to award it to you. To me? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, when you're like, I'm fighting for empathy, I was like, damn, like that is so beautiful. And like, you know, brings it all full circle. And and I should add, because you mentioned something about like not being able, like not feeling like you're not giving your coins mm-hmm. or your sweat equity to things. But like, I think the empathy is at the core of, of, of the work. So it is of oh, yeah. In, yeah. like incredible value. I agree. Like when you think about what you're going to leave behind, I think there's so much more than saying, oh, you know, I donated this or like, even like, oh, I was out in the streets. And I'm not saying that that's not important, but I think all the work that everyone's doing is so relevant to pushing us forward as people. So. Oh man. Thank you. So are we going to go deeper? One more? I mean, I mean, for me, you guys, you let me know. I, you know, I could do this all night, but I do want to say that you know, the awesome thing about it is like now, you know, this, it's, it's like, it has a multiplier effect. It's like, um, did you guys ever see the movie Gremlins? Where like, when the like, yeah. no, you never seen that? Oh, man. I did. You saw it. You saw it. Um, Have a this happens sis. so much more often now when I reference something and then people don't, don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, it's, it's a really awesome movie. It's a classic for y'all youngins. And uh, <laughs> I was say, that was an age thing. <laughs> I also yeah. have no recollection of my childhood, so could have happened. Wouldn't know. <laughs> anyway, multiplying. <laughs> you guys, you guys are a part of this. You were, you were like now, like like popcorns. You get to go like spread 
spread empathy and have people slow down, take a deep breath and, and like tell you how they feel in their body before they answer your questions. Um, <laughs> all right. Before you get to the next question, I have a question yeah. for you. Yeah. Because I was thinking of like, okay, I really enjoy this card game. Like I was playing it with my boyfriend and it was like really good to do that. But I wonder how, how do you bring this to like, like, gee, is it a party game? Is it a like, okay, guys, I love you and I want to get to know you more. So we're going to play this. How do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Introduce well, so the, the happy hour edition is definitely a move that you can bring to, to any kind of party. Like imagine you had a game night and you wanted it to be like, yeah, woo, we're drinking, we're playing Uno and, and like, you know, whatever, one of these group like picture, whatever, the games that get loud, <laughs> you might do this you know, early or at a point to like deepen the crowd. Cause oftentimes, I mean, people aren't actually getting to know one another unless they already know, know them there. So it's like, a, you think of it as like a treat, like a treat as the hostess or the host at the, at the occasion is like, you really actually are helping people bridge and not sit in their, in their silos. Mm-hmm. But um, depending on your crew, I mean, I know my crew, we fucks with the curiosity edition uh, but I've also seen fights break out in parties too, um, jumping into that. So, you know what I'm saying? It's okay. kind of like how you, you know, how you want to, you yeah. want to, you want to do it. I've been pulling out the, uh, happy hour edition a lot with, in my small, socially distant gatherings in my outdoor space. She doesn't my home, <laughs> Chelsea, Chels Pinky, excuse me, let me get the <laughs> name right. <laughs> but it's been like really nice for people that I like feel like like i'm just starting to get to know and i want to like go a little bit deeper we're not how do you like, do it it's, um how do you rock it? literally like how you how we were doing it like we award the card and we all right so i'm gonna tell y'all i'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna, I'm gonna show y'all one new like game style which is mad good and it seems like it will address shell's pinkies um uh <laughs> concerns so a move that i like to do this is like Actually, I, I want to do it this way, like once where I have like a mask, maybe like a mask with like with like one of the beaks on, like eyes wide shut, styly or whatever. And as people are coming into the party, like everyone has to like take a call, you know, and like oh. they have to hold, hold it until the moment. And they'll be like, what is that about? It's like, you'll learn later or something like oh, that. Oh, I'm already so into this. <laughs> I so love like that. basically you have everyone take a happy hour card and then like, and then like, you know, you like, like call call order, and then you like you do your little your little pomp and circumstance toast, and then you have everyone. And the way I like to do it is everyone share their name, and then I'll I'll like I'll share one one shared question. What's one thing you love about yourself, or whatever it is you want, and then the card that you were given at the beginning of the night, read that out loud and answer it. And then at the end, I have everyone like walk towards the person whose answer they felt most connected to and hand it to them. And so it gets all like chaotic and shit. And it's like, yeah, that's the move. That's the, Oh, like, I love that move. I have so a much. Party. Me too. I just envisioned my whole party that I would have that I can't have. Bro, <laughs> you can have parties. And oh. I was like, I can actually do this. <laughs> okay guys, let's reel it in. Um, Chelsea, do we have time for one more? Yeah, we can do one more. Should we do sure. one more from that? Or should we try a happy hour? Question. No, let's do the deepest. Okay, yeah, okay. I want to get. Right, wanna you want to go to the deepest, or you want to stay go to the yellow and just play? You know, deepest. No, okay. let's just right, take deepest. it there. 
Okay. Listeners, as, are you ready? As you wish. This is a pink card. We're getting deep. It's the deepest level oh, that sound like to that. date. <laughs> really? Oh. To oh. date. Because there will be more decks. And <laughs> so you can go deep. And the question is, what does a life well lived mean to you? What a, what a beautiful card to end on. All right, so emotions. I got sweaty again because we went up a level and, and then broke my rule. And uh, sometimes, you know, I don't really like that rule being broken, just for the, <laughs> for the audience. Um, yeah, that's it. A little anger. I'm mad. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why we don't you go up a level? We skipped a level. We skipped, we skipped yellow. yellow. We skipped a level. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Because oh. okay. we played a happy hour card at the beginning. Yeah. Ah. Gotcha. Okay. You want to go next? Sure. Um, again, slight heart palpitations, but um, joyous. Like, this is, ex- this is an exciting question. This is a great question. Fucking love this question. This made me so excited and happy. I was literally dancing. It is a chat. Then I got like a slightly stressed because I'm like, shit, I've been trying to figure out recently like how to articulate this because it can change a lot but I I still love it I'm excited Mm. Chelsea yeah this question made me smile um yeah cool so Chelsea you want to lead us off with your answer I mean I'll go I'll go and then uh so you ladies can close out your show but um what does a life well lived mean to me? Yeah, actually, I just got a little teary thinking of it. And um, yeah, my parents being proud means so much to me. And um, yeah, that's what, that's what I want. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want them, I want to know that, um, however however our paths end together whenever that happens that i know for a fact that they're hella proud of me and i know and i think i know that so so abundance (laughs) you love abundance they are absolutely proud of you beyonce knows you i was gonna say that actually (laughs) oh my gosh chelsea are you ready oh yeah i'll go um for me, it means what is a life well lived. It's uh, it's family. So ideally, I'd have as many children as I can afford. You know, I would have left something for them, but not only like my like legacy, but not only like my own personal bloodline, but like my like extended family as well like my blood family and then like black people like I want to be after I after I die I want it to I want to have done something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what does doing something to you mean though like (laughs) Like do like making it's like the Beyonce song. 
like making the world a better place. Like I know that just me being here did something for like individuals, but also like the collective. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. When I think about like how this made me feel and like the heart flutters and the excitement, like I also had an associated vision and it was like mad fucking kids like running around. <laughs> um, so for me, it's a hundred percent family. Um, this is interesting. Cause I, I knew that was like very family oriented, but like all these questions definitely like brought me back to like thoughts of my family and like a life well lived to me means like, a bunch of kids, but like my kids growing up with like my cousin's kids and my nieces and nephews and like big family dinners and like hopefully my grandfather seeing my kids and my dad seeing my kids. Um, it made me think of like my partner and like just like working towards just like positivity and just having like a a family that just feels overwhelmed with love all the time Mm. my god i told you like barefoot and pregnant ass i'm 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 ready but we're gonna keep keep the the uh the oven empty for now (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i said earlier that this like made me so excited um, because I immediately start to have like visions of, well, let me scale back. I think a life well lived is like tasting. I think about tasting, like thinking about, I think about like sampling a lot of things. I think about like tasting the fruits, tasting the sweetness of life. Like literally like think about the sweetest, most like decadent moment of your life, like sitting around the table with like amazing minds and family Mm. and friends and like Mm -hmm. beautiful spirits and you're like eating something amazing and like yeah in some ways like a life well lived is like indulgence in that way vision of like Sagittarius in the house oh right okay no literally like I had a vision of like like, gathering people together yeah 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 like eating under like a plum tree okay (laughs) I saw the whole thing I saw like purple flowers I saw a wood table I saw like ocean, like I just saw gathering, yeah, a gathering of people um, and like the sweetness of those moments and like tasting it all the time. Yeah. That's a fucking poem, my nigga. Dude, can I come? Can yeah. I, can I, can I? You want to come to the, to the, to the can place? Can I join? To the, yeah. Place? yeah. <laughs> you come to the table? Eat some candies? Plums. The plum, the plum tree. Were you got natural wrong. sweetness? Yeah, no. I, I want to taste the, the sweet nectar. Sucking on some sugar cane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are fucking crazy. Uh, no, but I, I, I see your vision. Yeah. I, I, I wonder your thought, Michael, and that we all went immediately to family. Yeah, but all of us did. Did we? Yeah. Because yours is your parents proud. Yours was your parents being proud. Chelsea was family. And mine was family. And Glenn's was mine was like family. Friends and family. Yours was friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, my my eyes twitching. This is like a. I feel intellectually stimulated. Um, I don't know. I mean, it speaks to something about like some core commonality between us. Um, 
maybe like values upbringing. Um, I don't know. I'd have to spend more time, but it says that we, we like have some, some core like roots of like similar, similar uh, views of the world. Blackness. Hello. I also, I also, I think when playing this game, like as more people speak, then you start thinking about your answer even more like in a deeper way. Like, and I also love how your answer can like grow and change over time. Like you can probably play this game like a thousand times and have a bunch of different results. And I also just wanted to add to my answer, a life well lived. I also think a lot about companionship, like just like growing old and like, that's just, that's my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) that's we're best friends. We can do anything in front of each other. I can tell you anything like, and we're just like fucking 99 years old. And we're like, been there, done that. Yeah. Agreed. So question for you all. That's not, oh, um, it's like, you know, we all win it. Is that cool? I would agree. Yeah. I, would agree. I mean, I didn't win any, so I'm a little salty, but it's okay. <laughs> Chelsea won. Um, I won in my did you, did you notice any, I mean, you all know each other, but for me, as we got into like level green, I started to feel like, oh, I think I actually like, now I know a little bit more about you all on, on a different level, like personality, not just your answers, just like, um, I felt closer by like level green. And yeah, like more yeah. interested, like more invested in, in, in you all, you know? Mm. I think yeah. so. I'm thinking Shade and I are recording together right now and I'm thinking about, don't get awkward, sis. Mm. But I'm thinking about like once we close this down, like what it'll be like stepping away from the space, but having had this experience together. Like we're going to like kiki and like watch Little Housewives of Potomac, but we mm. just have like a very, <laughs> you know, connected anchored experience yeah i think the game is good (laughs) um i actually had a similar effect but like different route of getting there and i was like wow i really know my friends because i kind of knew what everyone's gonna say Mm -hmm. to some degree Like, I was like, Chelsea gonna talk about her family and her man. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Glenn's gonna have some fucking poetic ass (laughs) shit. And here we are with a plum tree and a wooden table near an ocean. Like, where the fuck is that? (laughs) And um, I don't know you very well, but I knew that it was probably gonna be something very moving. And you you had the waterworks almost there. If you had kept going, I would have been like... <laughs> then then you know you might be more empathic than you than you think because that's uh I was feeling that and I had to pull it I had to pull it I was at the brink I had to pull it back Okay so uh listeners if you're wondering what we just played actually curious we played a happy hour deck and we played what is it? The OG deck? OG Curiosity Edition. 
OG Curiosity Edition. Um, both are great. <sighs> yeah, that, that's it's a good game. Congrats <laughs> on creating that. You're gonna do this bullshit. Can we also talk about <laughs> how does everybody feel right now, like in your body, in your mind? As a little, oh, you want to close out? Oh, Rev, mm-hmm. what would you do? No, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Finishing like, the game, finishing the rounds that we just did. How do you feel? Yeah. I'll, I'll go first. I just, okay. You, you, go, you go first, Glenn. I don't know, I'm like, I posted it because yeah. I had an idea. No, I feel very, um, I feel how I feel after I go to therapy. Like, mm. like, like a weight has been lifted. Like, I feel lighter. Yeah. I feel like I want to apologize to someone because I was a bit, <laughs> I was a bit harsh <laughs> to someone and it, and when I thought about the things that like I want to fight for or that I think about in my future that make me happy, that person is in the center of it. And so I should be more kind to them through, you know, the growing pains. So I liked that this like kind of like worked those muscles because I think on a daily basis, you can get very caught up in just like, work muscle, food, like whatever, like the quote unquote necessities of life. And you don't take a second to um, really, I think, think through like gratitude. And so, um, yeah. Do you feel like you'd have some more empathy with that person? I I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, play that game. If you need, like, you can, my, my uh, phone number's in my email signature. If you need some suggestions, you tell me, you just tell me the situation. I'll be like, yo, this, this is how you remix it real quick. I like um, that. Yes. But I have to, I have to go because I was feeling, like, activated, like, after hearing you share that and knowing, like, where we started and what you, what you, what you came out with, blah, 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 is how I feel about empathy, you know what I mean, to, like, where you're, where you're at right now, like, my nose is, like, running, I feel, like, just, like, over, like, whelmed with, uh, joyful emotion that's, like, it's so joyful that it, it almost, like, feels like sadness, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, no, thank you. Thank you so much for, um, for just like giving it a try and being brave. <laughs> Chelsea, what's up? Um, so we're saying how this game made us feel, right? No, how you feel at the Coleman, at this juncture. Okay. Um, I feel great. I feel like I want to play this game with a lot more people because I feel like I am, um, like, I like having these deep conversations, although sometimes they're not easy for me to get to. I enjoy it. And like, not only do I enjoy it, it's important to me. Like, it's important for me to get to know people on a deeper level. And I think that's why, like, when I have like super close friends, like, it's just so close, but like, it's, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But I like it and I hope to play it with more people that I care about um, to just like take our relationship 
to that next level, especially now, because when you think about when you become friends with someone, when you're like in middle school or like in high school or even college, you just naturally have some like crazy experiences together. Right. So like that helps build your friendship versus some of the people that are coming into my life now as adults, uh, who I love and I value and like they're important in my life and I know they'll be important throughout my life. Um, we may not have had those crazy experiences. So I think this game is going to be great for that too. Yeah. That's been so cool with like some of my newer friends for things to come up that like I might not have found out about until like much later. I forgot what there was one question I think in the happy hour deck Ah, shit. Oh, it was like about like what your favorite candy was as a kid mm. or something. And one of my friends told me that he lit, that his bedroom was like right, right next to the kitchen and he used to just go into the kitchen and eat handfuls of sugar every night. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, fucking insane. Uh-huh. But like that would never like come up in regular conversation. But now I know this like random thing about him and it makes well, no. so much fucking sense. But now I want to know. I'm going to go. Now and laters. Oh, we're going to answer it. Ooh, shit, I love that. Now and laters. Fruit roll up. Come on now. <laughs> is that a candy? That That's not a candy. I'm a bird. bird. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was a bird answer. Sour power strokes. Sour power? Sour power. Yo, I, st- I still get those. I right did too. Water. I just bought them like a week ago. I'm not going <laughs> to Maybe two. I bought them. I bought them recently. Chelsea, what you about to say? <laughs> That's going to be this elevated candy. Watermelon sour patch. Those are good. Those are good. <laughs> so bird candy as well. <laughs> All these are bird candies. Because now laters are made for you to like, like snack while you're eating. <laughs> I've never also, heard that before. That is, they, that's, exactly why, that I, that's exactly why I get them. Because you smack your mouth <laughs> and you suck on them, right? <laughs> My mom told me she actually used to, which I find like, when you think about it, it's kind of disgusting. But you, like, she used to suck on them, have some now, and then have some later. What? Right. Right, right. That's and not why like, it's called that. That's what Did she said. She's like, all my siblings used to be mad because I would still have now later's later. <laughs> and they ate them all now. And that is why I'm able to persist or like whatever. She turned it into like a story. <laughs> oh my it's God. A Isn't that why it's called story. that? No, because that? they're hard, they're hard now, and then like you you then they get soft later. Mm. She was saying now or later oh, or later. It's and and. It's called oh now later. Yeah, you just <laughs> now and later. Okay. Yeah, okay, no, okay. it's just now later. All right, we'll move on. We'll sorry, move on. Sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. Moving on from the group chat today, uh, we are going to get into what would you do? <laughs> what would you do? So we got a DM. Um, so remember, you can send us your what would you do's via DM. Our Instagram is Black Girls Texting. Or you can send it to us via email. The email is hello at blackgirlstexting.com. So this week, our DM was, Dear BGT, I live at home with my mom and dad and we fight so much. I cannot wait till I can afford to move the fuck out. But for now, I am home with them. I understand how privileged I am to have two parents who I know love and care for me, but their inability to apologize and talk to me like a human being is beyond frustrating. I don't think my parents have ever said sorry to me in my entire life, and I know this has affected me and how I navigate my own relationships. 
Apologizing is hard, and I think it's all their fault. I want to fix my relationship with them, but sometimes it's easier to just shut down, close my door, and go in my room. Should I just focus on moving out, saving up to move out, or work on improving our communication while I live with them? Mm. I mean, I think she knows the answer. They, whomever this is, like, you know the answer. I don't know. I'm sorry. I assume. Did we say the gender? No, we did not. And I'm not trying to be that person. Um, This person, um, I think, knows the answer that you should definitely work on your communication with your parents because you moving out is gonna isn't gonna make them say sorry or make you feel better about them not saying sorry or what you feel may have been missing in your relationship um so gotta take the plunge there and keep saving your money stay at home (laughs) (laughs) that part and while you're there work on it because it, 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 perhaps like living at home with your family right now is exacerbating the issue, but like there's still things that need to be sorted through and like shit, perhaps while you're both in the same, while you're all in the same space, it's a time to address it. It's going to be uncomfortable and difficult, but it's for the greater good. Yeah. Do I get to answer this too? Yeah, yeah. Yes, you do. do. I'm going to go the other route. Um, just because as much as I agree with Glenn and Sade uh, in, in some regards, I, for some reason, I'm just getting a sense that this human might be maybe at an age that, that like needs to like kind of spread your wings and like learn how to be yourself and uh, start to learn what, you know, what your own identity and what your, 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 uh, boundaries are. Um, but do that when, when you're, um, when you have the means and when like prepare for that. Um, and in the meanwhile, use this as a, am I supposed to be giving advice? Yeah. Use this as a, as a, you know, as a learning opportunity. Um, and start asking questions of yourself. Um, what is it about what they're doing that's triggering for you? Or you can flip it and say, what is it about them that makes them act this way? Oftentimes, it's just their way of trying to show love. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to assume that you're Black. I don't know why I'm making that assumption, but I'm going to do it. And if you are, I think... Sometimes we don't realize that our own parents have had things that they haven't received um, and their parents didn't have it and their parents, you know, it's like generational because like we have to survive in this world. And I'm not saying that that's an excuse, but give your parents some grace. Um, Obviously take care of yourself and your own emotional needs, but like I've lost a parent and you only get two. And if, you know, it's different when people write in and they're like, my mother's abusing me. And like, I don't, I don't know why I gave it that voice. That was bad. But like my mother's mistreating me versus like my mom can't apologize. It's like, 
I don't know. Try to work through it. You only get two. Or one. Or I don't know. Right. But try. I, um, real quick, did y'all see Yvonne Orji talking to her parents when she got her enemy? No, but I heard it no. was really beautiful. Girl, that shit broke me into tears. I haven't watched her stand up, but I know she talks a lot about the ways that her I think she's is she Nigerian? She's Nigerian. She's Nigerian. Yeah. Her Nigerian family has just like never understood her and like what she does and like why she didn't decide to be a doctor or a lawyer. And they're like, what do you do you tell jokes? <laughs> she has a joke actually, where they're like, Okay, so you're a clown. Like you dress up like a clown. <laughs> a gesture. <laughs> right, exactly. And then she's like, Mom and Dad, like I got nominated for an Emmy. Me and Issa too. And they're like, oh, we're so proud of you, Yvonne. It's like this whole thing. And she like, ah, the tears as she cries. It's like, she's like fighting them. I don't know. It's like so beautiful. And this makes me think of this situation for some reason, like feeling maybe like misunderstood by your parents and really like, as you, as everyone was kind of saying, like maybe that is their way of expressing love, but like it's a generational thing. It's a cultural Mm -hmm. thing. Um, and to your point, Michael, like, then maybe it takes time to, like, it was really beautiful to see that video and watch her have this full circle moment with her family that I know by, like, listening to her work over the years, she's been wanting for so long mm. and, like, she just got, so it's not gonna come quickly in some cases. I also think boundaries are really important. Um, I think that's a word you use, Michael. Um, and figuring out what that looks like like it's funny because I'm like oh stay but like for me like my mom and I living apart was the best thing that could have ever happened to us like we do Mm -hmm. not function very well in the same household but um I understand those boundaries and that like when I am in her space or she's in my space and she comes in like you need to change this you need to do that I'm like um oh my god you know what's so crazy you're in my house Mm -hmm. and um yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna go into the color of my walls and the types of cabinets I have. Thank you so much. And she's just like, oh, okay. I mean, obviously, I don't use that tone because she would actually like still like, fight me. Wow, she's she she would still fight me to this day. But I, ha- I have to like be like, I have you know what I do to her. My grandma's name is Eliza. Eliza Modlin was her full name, and I'd be like, okay, em. Ah, because like she's doing what her mom would do to her, and she'll be like, Have you all have have your parents or do your parents apologize? My mom has just started being really good at that, and like we'll have blow ups, and then she'll call me back and be like, I'm sorry. And I know it's so hard for her to do. It's so hard. And so like, I appreciate it, even though I'm like, I, I feel like this is like your husband told you you were a while and now, <laughs> but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. God. Um, Shadi and I just did this exercise recently. I was thinking about yeah. That. It was related to like the ways that you seek and give love and how it's related to the ways you sought and received love and approval as a kid. And it was so funny because one of the things that we both wrote that we wanted was to feel like safe and good and not in trouble with our parents. Like I was just always like, shit, 
fuck, I'm in trouble again. Like, I was just always in trouble. Like, damn, like, everybody was always, I was just always fucking up all the time. I would lock myself in the bathroom because I knew I was about to get my ass beat. I would lock myself in the bathroom, like, fuck, I'm in trouble again. Yeah. So, like, I've just loved not being in trouble with my parents now. And it's so interesting. I'm like, God, we have such an adult relationship. But I also think that the space has given us that. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't do things in front of you that are going to piss you off because I have my own space. There's a lot of things I could do that they would fucking talk shit about. But um, I don't know where my point was with that. But yeah, like, I guess. Does she apologize? um, Do they apologize? Yeah, like, but I I don't feel like we get into these situations where I feel like we have beefs where they have to do that with me because we're just kind of, I don't feel like they're, like they're able to like hold that power over me mm. in that way anymore. Like I, I feel responsible for myself in a lot of ways. Like I don't feel like I owe as much to them, which is maybe bad. I don't know. Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. My mom apologizes, but she always did. I mean, and like, which is, I always, it's like rare. She's a West Indian person. But, like, I was like, what? It wasn't like easy really? for her. It was always like difficult. Like, come in the kitchen, come eat some food with me. Let me feed you. Um, I washed your clothes. And sometimes she would say sorry, but like, I don't know. I can, that's my mom's language. And like, so I learned her language and I learned to not twist her into me. Um, and that's how she apologizes. So I accept it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I told you guys this the last time we spoke, but I spent from March 13th until about June, beginning of June in my parents' house in Southwest Florida in lockdown for three months. And I wrote an article about it. It's on Thrive Global, um, about three months in quarantine with my senior citizen yeah. parents. And it was it was wild. And um, all this empathy, actually, I kind of knew it. I was like, all this empathy work's about to get to put to the test, for real. And um, so, I'm, you know, I'm not going to bang on about it. I wrote about it into the art in the article, but... Um, my feeling is still that they don't apologize, but I did get, did get, uh, some apologies, very similar Chelsea. And, and, and thank you for playing that out because sometimes I can't just appreciate the laundry or the food. They're always trying to feed me instead of just telling me a simple, I'm sorry. But you know, the other thing too, is my mom is a Gemini and I noticed she loves, she, she gets a kick out of this. She gets a kick out of like, getting everyone kind of worked up. It's like, it's a, it's, it's a thing. Um, but, um, they do that. They, they yeah, do I that. digress. We are not going to have any Gemini slander on this. No, slander. Like people worked they, up. they do it. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I think what we're all like saying, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, there's just this one time where I was like, I was like, mom, I'm like, are you, she just, she just had like a really sinister laugh, like um, 
like who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Have you uh, have you guys no. seen this movie? It's a classic. All right, you guys gotta watch some classics. Okay. Gremlins is a cra- is a classic. Yeah, is. I think no, that's not a classic. Yeah, but that's what you said. Like, like a cultural it's reference. Like, it's, <laughs> Gremlins. You're too smart. <laughs> <laughs> No, anyway, she just like literally knew she was she was getting a rise out of both me and my dad. And when I pointed it out, she was like, couldn't hold it back. She could not hold this laugh back. It seemed so sinister. But I fucking love that. Like, sounds that's, like some shit I would do. That's cr- wild. <laughs> kind of wild. I was going to say, but, it sounds like what we're all saying to you, listener, because <laughs> we've gone in a lot of places. <laughs> but I think what we're all trying to say is that like your parents express themselves in different ways and like you we I think as young adults or whatever however old you are are always like starting to humanize your parents a little bit more um and so um Michael made a really good point of like looking inward to your triggers but then also having some empathy maybe for your parents in terms of like why they may react the way that they react. And I think that's like a great conversation to have. Um, and, and what triggered this thought in my mind was Michael, I had a similar experience. I was in quarantine with my parents, my older sister and my niece. So I was able to watch how my mom interacts with my sister, myself and my niece, which are essentially like three generations. Cause my mom had my sister when she was 18 and then she had me when she was 32 And so to watch the way she deals with all three of us in a very different, distinct way was very telling of like what we meant to her in her life and the way like we kind of fit into where she was. Um, And then my middle sister would always be like FaceTiming us. So like she'd have her moments of chiming in and I was like, damn, this is deep, but like super beautiful. And I just realized that my mom was a, a person who like had a, was a single mom at 18 and had to like figure shit out and was harsh on my sister and then had me and felt a little bit more emotionally mature, but still was like navigating her own grievances. And now to watch it with my niece, she's so patient and so like amazing. And I'm just like, wow, look at life. Yeah. Empath, empath. <laughs> oh my god, that was such an empathetic thought, girl. Um, well, listener, I hope that was helpful. Um, good luck. If you have any follow up questions, feel free to DM us at Black Girls Texting or email us at hello at blackgirlstexting.com. <gasps> my good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. So every week, Michael, we award uh, an imaginary trophy to a black girl doing shit because we normally have women on the show. But tonight, I'm going to change it up and make it a black guy doing shit. And it's going to go to you because you created this amazing game that's definitely going to bring people closer. Um, It's definitely going to help people figure out more about themselves in terms of like, if you want to journal. Um, so thank you. Thank you for putting something out that will add goodness into the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, I second that. Um, we can talk offline. I have so many ideas as to like how this can help families, relationships, black men, 
but it's so funny you said that because earlier we were talking about the the five emotions and i think someone was like joy that's the one that everyone can just express and i was like not black men we're gonna we're gonna take that offline oh man we need that's like a whole a, that's a that's a note that's another, another episode two hours <clears throat> seriously mm-hmm. oh gosh we have we've really gone over time okay Shadi, sorry no, 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 it's fine. Um, but I say all that to say thank you for opening up the conversation and um, we really appreciate you and your time. Michael, where can our listeners get this amazing game? How can they keep up with, you know, newer packs, newer editions? How can they keep up with you and what's going on? Well, I'm hoping you guys will be collaborators on the next culture edition. It's on my whiteboard. I have to send the brief out soon. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, you all... Shade Millie Rocks. Yeah, you can you can follow us on Actually Curious um, on Instagram. You can go to you can visit us on our website www.actuallycurious.com. Pretty much, you type in Actually Curious and you're gonna lead to me somehow. And and there there is a PDF version too for people that just want to get their feet wet. Thank you, Chelsea. You're such a good pitch woman. Um, Eighteen question PDF available in eight languages if you speak italian or russian do we have russian no we don't have russian i was offered russian but i haven't done it yet so yeah 18 questions for free if, if you're tied on tied on a budget um and then also for your listeners uh we created a code curiosity uh all caps curiosity for 20 percent off on actuallycurious.com amazing my God, tap, tap, tap in. <gasps> I love that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot HTM. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.